Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast channel that puts members on mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Featured in this session, Technology of the Future, now AI on your devices, is Tess Vismail, tech evangelist for Dahlia Plus. Hi, everyone. How are you doing today? Oh, gosh, we have a great full audience. I'm excited about that. So um, I'm not sure if a few of you all were in my session the other day. If you were, raise your hand. Okay, so the couple of you are in here. You may see a couple of things that repeat, but I hopefully I'll talk about it a little differently than I did earlier. So um, take a little moment to kind of take your hats off or your heads off in a sense and go on a journey with me and kind of think about life a little differently because no matter what we think about in terms of technology, we may not assume that all the things that we saw on Minority Report are here, but they've kind of been here for a very, very long time. For those of you kind of remember that movie, that wasn't that long ago, really. It wasn't like it was 50 years ago. It was really less than 20 years ago. So we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and kind of what's going to go on in the future. I have a little housekeeping that I'm supposed to talk about, um, and that is our lovely sponsor for today, which is um, the Mohawk group. We want to thank you very much for sponsoring this session and then taking note of our emergency exits. You should be front ahead and right in the back and then also to the right going towards where the food area is as well. So AI, someone raise their hand. I want everyone in the room to raise their hand to tell me if they have actually experienced AI and that is artificial intelligence. So only a few of us kind of assume that Really? So this talks about intelligent machines perform like humans. Is anyone in here kind of scared? Don't raise your hand if you're scared about that. A lot of people may not want to admit that they possibly will be scared. But let's think about this for a second. If I had an entity outside of myself to take on some tasks for me that I would not have to worry about anymore, would I be as scared or concerned? No. Right? No? Right? So don't fear that it's going to take over your job, but let's just look at it in terms of taking over aspects of what you currently do that might make you a little bit more productive. Right? So, intelligent assistance landscape. Now, that is a bunch of companies all together in various different industries. So, we've got um, avatars, we've got text and chat bots, all kinds of different. Um, companies that are really investing themselves into in, in artificial intelligence. So if they're putting their money where their mouth is and investing in it, do you think that that might be something we might need to think about what's going to happen on a daily basis in our world and how that's going to transform? Hopefully. So the number one company on the planet is what? Who now? Is Amazon. Yeah. Back, we're kind of in their back door a little bit, right? And they've come out with a lot of different hardware to go with that lovely software. And how many people, please raise their hands, if they own either an Echo Dot or an Echo? Correct? Okay. Now, do we know that the little person that talks back to us is artificial intelligence? So some of those hands should have kind of gone up. And all those people who have an iPhone, the lovely lady, or male, in various different languages that can speak back to you, is Siri. And Siri is artificial intelligence as well. So if I ask 
the Echo Dot to go shopping or what the weather is or, you know, kind of how large is the earth. And Siri is actually speaking to me right now because he heard exactly what I needed to say, what I just said. How, why can't I give certain commands as around business? Why not? So if you have this dot hooked up to your home, you kind of think home. But think about what happens when you take it into work. How can it drive some team meetings that you have? I have a person that kind of mentioned to me the other day, which I thought was a revolutionary way of utilizing it, but interesting and fun, to actually, you know, there's, there's some people in there in his, at home who compete around recipes at Thanksgiving, right? Around who has done what, very, very competitive. So what about if you're in your team meetings and you have to do some project management, right? You can't come up with great ideas. What if you had an Echo Dot or some other tool that you can ask to hurt ups and solve some problems, maybe do some conversions for you, maybe answer some questions that you might have, right? And if you are all in real estate, what kinds of questions do you ask for real estate about the properties, about your competitors? So we can lurk, we don't want to call it snooping, but we can lurk and find out data and information um, as well. So this is a little hard to see. At the end of my presentation, you will be able to get a URL to my slide, so don't worry about actually seeing this. But we're talking about um, some skills that the Echo Dot may have. So what about delivery services? Okay, so if I need to make a decision on a meal, right, and I can't decide what's gonna happen, and I have about 10 people in a room in a meeting, and I'd like to also have lunch delivered to my client simultaneously, for my team as well as my client. Can I do that? Yes, I can? Right, so there are a couple of apps that actually coincide outside of our regular, let's say, system in Google on the internet, and one is called Din Diner Decider then that will actually decide what meals you should do based on your habits that you've had before. So I could say, you know, give me what are the top 10 um, meals that I've had in the past and actually have them delivered, right? My barista, who would like to have a certain cup of coffee? So how many people think about when you have a wonderful assistant who always has to get you coffee in the morning? What if they didn't have to do that anymore? It would be del delivered to you. Then the hard-on money that you're actually giving that person can be <laughs> Can, and their energy can be put towards other types of things, running statistics, doing all kinds of other things for you. This lovely thing is called Miller Time. I know we don't want to talk about it, but we do a lot of entertaining. So if we wanted to have alcohol delivered to our area, beer delivered to our area, things of that nature. So even kind of think about tasks, and this is Grubhub and a lot of others. So also in Smart Home Assistant, there's this lovely co company called Google was another I call number one, because the number one is shared. That's not um, a mutually exclusive term. And Google Home deals with lights, right, time, similar to the Echo Dot. But again, what if I put it in a business environment? Do you all know that there are hotels out, that, out there that have Echo Dots in them, or Google Home in them? And how do you think that might happen? So if it's in a room, and I wanted to have room service delivered to my area, I could. If I wanted to have the temperature in my room adjusted, I could. So from a business perspective, what kinds of questions can you have? What kind of regulation could you have in the rooms that you're actually in? So this is a lovely um, aspect of an artificial intelligence, and it's a system called X.AI. And X.AI gives me an opportunity to have Andrew 
or Amy. I choose Andrew instead of Amy, just because that's just my choice. So what if I had a, someone outside of myself and my assistant to make meetings for me? So Monica comes up to me, Monica, correct? And she says, let's have coffee, right? So it would probably take us a thread of emails back and forth, which will make me not want to engage, right? <laughs> back and forth, because we want to get out of email hell. Kind of talked about that yesterday, email hell. So I would send an email out. I'd CC uh, Andrew on the email and say, Monica, I'd love to have coffee with you next week. Are you available? All right? And then Andrew will reply back to you without me in the, in the email and say, definitely, Monica, I would love to, ha uh, Tess would like to have lunch with you, but, or coffee with you. And how about Friday, January the 8th at 12 p.m.? She is also available on Wednesday, January the 13th at 12 p.m. and Thursday, January the 14th at 12 p.m. Full sentences, complete sentences, very clear with three options. Let me know what, which date is best for you, Andrew. And I can fully disclose to you and or not if it's at that Andrew is an artificial intelligent assistant of mine. More than happy to do that. So then the back and forth is, my, is between Andrew and Monica. And then when we solidify, you all solidify the date, then the three of us will have a meeting notice. Andrew will send out a meeting notice to us. And it'll go on my calendar. And I can accept, and then you can accept. And then what happens at that point? I'm done. I didn't have but one email. You had a couple emails because you're trying to solidify a date. And everything is just fine. Then, Andrew, what happens to him, he'll say to me, okay, well, Tess, gives me a report at the end of the week as well as the end of the month how many appointments that he's made for me, how many appointments I need to kind of pick back up. Said, so, well, Monica actually didn't answer you. I think you need to go ahead and talk talk uh, to her directly. So wouldn't we love to have an assistant like that to take over for us? This is one I mentioned yesterday. This one is called Mezzi. Yes. Mezzi will take over your uh, travel aspects. So how many people travel on a constant basis and then there are interruptions in the plan? I think the day before yesterday, a colleague of mine had an issue coming in, right? So I could go out to Mezzi or he could have gone out to Mezzi and rescheduled his plans accordingly had a conversation back and forth for what date, what time uh, he'd like to leave. And then Mezzi will give me a list of and a bevy of options and then also shut them down for me and you'd be able to download that trip into your uh, portfolio. So Slack and Facebook Messenger also has bots. How many people know about bots? Those are computers that talk back. Pretty much Siri is technically a bot. You can have, and hopefully you know, that you can have bots around customer service. Have you landed on any web pages recently? And then there's this little box that pops up and says, how can I help you? And you really think that's an instant messenger? Well, that's a bot, and that's an artificial intelligent being. So you need to think about how you can integrate a bot into your current web presence and actually program it to answer questions. You could do it around registration, you can do it around various different information and it can actually answer questions for your constituents. And then that way you can alleviate any tasks that you might have. So this is just within Slack's app area that has very di various different bots that you could actually subscribe to that will do certain things for you so that you don't have to. So we talked about Siri and how it's voice activated. Here's just some examples on things that you could say. You could set timers, you can make reservations, you can call people and the like. 
And then Google has an assistant as well, which is voice activated on your device. And this is, how many Droid users do we have? I'm a Droid user by nature. I use Apple sometimes. I can do directions in here. I can map things out and send it and share. And then add data and information around pictures as well. And that's talking back to the assistant. I can do that orally or I can type it in and get the various information out of it. This next one is pretty much around Google Translate. And Google Translate, I'm not sure if you all are utilizing it from a business perspective, but it can take auditory information from you and translate it in real time. And you can see the translation. You can actually write in Google and write symbols in Google Translate and have that um, symbol translated over for you as well. And that is artificial intelligence because it's back and forth communication. So, anyone in the Microsoft world? This is Cortana. So this is, to me, one of the least used, and I'm not 100% sure why, but please, if you have Office on your desktop or your laptop, go straight to Cortana, because Cortana is that artificial intelligence similar to Google Assistant that's already built in, and ask it questions and get to know it, because it can find documents for you. It can find dates, time, things of that nature. And I don't think that it's well used um, as it should be, and especially in the sense that people need to get used to uh, artificial intelligence and how it works. So this is another aspect of it. And that's all that I have for you today because 20 minutes is up, and it's a lot I have to talk about during that time. So any questions at all? I know it was a lot or I moved through them pretty quickly. I couldn't get into too much detail. But any questions around any of those? Yes, no, maybe so? Okay, so hopefully you've enjoyed it. You all have a good evening. This concludes the Cornet Global Podcast on technology of the future, now AI on your devices. Want to record a What's Next podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.